Mel Yummy Mummy Geriatric Mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. So welcome, welcome, welcome to Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. I'm Sally Wallace. I am your host. Um, if you have logged on to this particular episode today, then you have most likely come with the attention of listening to what this lady has to say. If right now you are going through a round of IVF or maybe you are struggling with your fertility at the moment, you don't want to miss this episode. Right? I do believe in the law of attraction massively. I believe if you put it out there, it'll come. Don't get me wrong. I struggle with patience greatly. Like it's a big issue of mine. Um, I get very impatient. But a couple of weeks ago, and actually when I started this podcast, I said, I want incredible women as guest speakers on my show who are going to help other women and tell their story. And I just put it out there. I put myself onto a few different groups in social media as well, which I'm quite wary about because some of these groups are pretty crazy. But I have come along and met this incredible lady, Abby. And as soon as I connected with her, I thought, right, I need to get you on my show straight away. Or my podcast, whatever you like to call it. I like to say show, quite frankly. It sounds so glitzy. Anyway, this lady is incredible. Not only is the work that she does incredible as a fertility hypnotherapist, but also her story and her journey, which have led her to where she is at the moment, will just blow your mind. So I'm not going to carry on waffling anymore. Uh, without a further ado, Abby, welcome. Hi, thank you. Um, thanks for having me. You're, no, I'm... Thank you so much for literally taking the time out because, to be honest with you, I have to explain, Abby and I have been sat here now for about half an hour, but Roman is mid-meltdown at the moment in the living room with his dad downstairs. <laughs> Sorry, Abby. So I've literally had to keep stopping and starting and stopping and starting. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. It's fine. But I'm so determined. I've literally just, it's been a crazy-ass day. And I thought, oh, do you know what? He's been in nursery all day today. He'll go straight to bed. It's not happened. But this is mum life, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I've got the opposite, you see. My toddler had a total meltdown. He didn't even want bedtime stories because he was so tired. He just wanted to go to bed like he was falling asleep in his tea tonight. So oh, <laughs> I've got the total opposite problem. He'll probably be awake at five in the morning. <laughs> no, I've just got somebody who thinks that they belong in the hacienda downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> right, Abby, introduce yourself, please, and tell us what it is that you do. Okay, so my name's Abby Twomlow. Um, I'm based in Staffordshire and I own a business called Think Fertility, which um, is a fertility hypnosis business. And yeah, it's it came as a bit of a surprise to me that I'm in this position because six, seven years ago, I was a teacher and I'd been a teacher, a primary school teacher for 10 years and had worked hard to get there and couldn't imagine myself doing anything else, frankly. Um, 
and then I started on my own IVF journey and oh my god it's really fucking hard (laughs) it's not you know I found myself on this journey that nobody wants to be on frankly like nobody wants to be on this journey it's crap but it, it was a means to an end. It's, it's just where I found myself. Were you still teaching? Were you teaching when you started going through IVF? No. Um, so it was kind of, I came to the end of my teaching as we were trying. So we were trying for a baby. Um, and I decided that I, I was stressed enough anyway. Trying for a baby is stressful. Teaching is really stressful. And I decided that maybe to reduce my stress, I needed to uh, ditch my career because it was causing me massive stress and massive anxiety at the time actually my mental health was in a really bad place I used to cry on the way to work mm-hmm. I'd hide in my store cupboard at dinner time and cry and then I'd cry all the way home <laughs> do you know what it's a shit place to, it's horrible to I, do you know I can re- totally relate to that isn't it strange though because before I had Roman and we were going to start IVF I actually got fired but and on reflection, it's probably the best thing that ever happened to me because uh, the stress and just the, I'd often cry on the way to work and the, on the way home from work. And yet I loved my job. I loved what I did, but it was, it was the environment that I was working in was just, just wasn't good for me at all. Yeah. Well, I was the same. There's parts of teaching that I loved. If I could have just been sat in my classroom talking to my kids, I'd have loved that. But it was less and less part of my job. Um, and I was working at home, ridiculous hours and weekends and, yeah it's a whole other story but I just decided that I needed to take that stress out of my life because that definitely was not helping matters so I retrained as a psychologist I did um, a master's degree in psychology and went to work in mental health um, for for a few years actually I worked specifically with people that were struggling with anxiety and that was the point then that we started our IVF journey and through doing that job I tackled my own anxiety so my mental health massively improved before we started our IVF journey which I'm Looking back now, I'm really grateful for that. I think it was really important. And as we started, I mean, I mean, while we were trying and as we started our IVF, I was looking for things that were going to help, that were going to massively improve my chances. And I think the, the two main things that are out there are acupuncture and reflexology. They seem to be the go-to treatments to do alongside um, and I tried both. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think, do you know what? I think most women do. I think most yeah. women do when they're going through infertility and they're sort of told, oh, you know, you might need a little bit of help. You start looking and those are the two main things that come up is, is the acupuncture yeah. and the reflexology, yeah. I mean, we were, we were trying for, for two years. We sort of got to that 12-month point. We went to the GP because it's like, oh, if you haven't got pregnant for in the first 12 months, go to the doctors. We got referred to the fertility clinic who were just like, oh, yeah, keep trying. Keep, yeah come back in a few months keep trying keep trying. so another year later we were tearing our hair out frankly um and we're really frustrated because by that time I was sort of in my mid-30s and I was panicking slightly that my eggs might be shriveling up into tiny little raisins or something because I'd hit 35 <laughs> but yeah I mean you try anything don't you I'd read all this mad stuff on the internet about not drinking tap water about changing your shampoos and eating all this food and all this kind of stuff and nothing had worked for me so we ended up having IVF and we were really lucky we we only got one round on the NHS um it's a bit of a postcode lottery I don't know what it's like for you but some people get three rounds we got one we got two no so you're right it is a postcode lottery yeah you know fortunately that round worked for us and we've got a lovely little boy it just went totally smoothly it was absolutely brilliant so then we tried, 12 months later, we tried for another one. 
through IVF because we kind of knew that that was going to be where we were at by that point. And every, we're now five rounds on from that. So we've had six rounds all together. We've had miscarriages, we've had failed rounds, we've had cancelled rounds, we've had losses. And it just seemed to be every round seemed to get worse and worse. We were getting further and further away from it. And then during the last lockdown, well, at the start of lockdown, so I was working in mental health, I was working with anxiety. At the start of the first lockdown, I trained as a hypnotherapist because it's something that I wanted to include in the work that I was already doing. So I started out using hypnotherapy with my anxiety clients to great effect, actually. It's a really powerful thing. And I think the more that I learned about it, the more I understood how much the mind impacts the body. And I started reading up on fertility hypnosis, which I'd just never heard of, never come across it in all my research that I'd done through all my rounds of IVF. I'd never heard of it. So I actually retrained in it um, last year. So not that long ago. And this final round that we've just done, this sixth round is the first round that I've used for fertility hypnosis on myself. So our five previous rounds, even with our little boy Eddie, we'd got plenty of follicles, um, but we'd only get sort of one or two mid to low grade embryos. So we're talking like CD embryo. So Eddie was our only viable embryo. He was very middle, middle ground as well. Did you have, can I ask you a question? Sorry, Abby. Did you have a harvest? Have you had five additional harvests then? Or have you got eggs already? Have you got embryos already frozen? I had to have fresh rounds every time because none of them were good enough to freeze. Yeah. Oh, Abby. So you've had six. So overall, you've had six harvests then. Now, for, for, in fairness, if, 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 if you're listening at the moment and you've not had IVF, when you have a harvest, it's, it does sound very farmer, doesn't it? It is a bit like yeah. agricultural. The harvest okay. is where you basically get your eggs extracted. And what you have to do to prepare your body for it, you inject into your stomach. And you can do like a 14-day injection cycle or a 30-day injection cycle, depending, isn't it, really? Everyone's different. Yeah. Um but just to do that alone, you then have to grow your ovaries from the size of a grape to the size of a grapefruit. And it is so uncomfortable. And yeah, then <laughs> when, when you're ripe <laughs> and you have to go for literally God knows how many internal scans with a big plastic cock with a, with, with a condom on it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It, so, and that's just brutal in itself. And then... Yeah, and then you finally get somebody to go up your foof, they knock you out. So you've been knocked out six times. Ugh. You have to go through a general anaesthetic and they go in and they harvest your eggs. So you are one hell of a warrior woman straight away. You've gone right up in my estimation. You were already up there anyway, to be fair. But my God, girlfriend, yeah, you've got it going on. I mean, it's not a fun day out. It's not a fun ride. And I can understand why people get really stressed and anxious and depressed. And a lot of people going through this journey really struggle with their mental health even if they didn't before it's not a nice journey to be on and this is why I'm really grateful that my mental health was in a good place before we started because I think it would have just been so much worse um so yeah that's that's where we were at so every round we've had like they grade your eggs or they grade your embryos from a to d generally some sort of subgrade them with numbers and stuff but generally speaking it's a to d so a is the best d is the worst and they have to be a C or above to be freezable. So we've ended up every round with like one or two that have been C or D. So none of them have been good enough to freeze. So 
some rounds we've had two put back in because you know might as well bung them in and see what happens <laughs> that's where we were at with them no I get it yeah absolutely and and yeah we just kept trying and we seemed to just be getting further and further away so then I'd looked into this fertility hypnosis I'd, I was a hypnotherapist anyway so I was already qualified to do it but I, I trained specially to be a fertility hypnotherapist and this last round was the first round that I've used it on myself and we got three grade a embryos hurrah and I'm now 14 weeks pregnant yes that's what we want to hear <laughs> congratulations 14 weeks oh I've got goosebumps 14 weeks pregnant that's amazing lots of people think that hypnotherapy is quite a woo-woo like all out there thing and it's really not I think people instantly jump to sort of the Darren Brown and Paul McKenna type stuff. But there's a lot of scientific basis behind it. And there's a lot of talk now, even in the medical profession, about using hypnotherapy as pain relief in A&E. That's been um, in a medical journal quite recently that they want to promote the use of hypnotherapy as pain relief in A&E departments more than drugs which is amazing. They definitely should because it is that good. Bloody hell. So can you give us a few hints as to what you actually did to improve your own? Because you've improved your egg quality as well then, haven't you? You must have improved your egg quality to actually get a grade A embryo. So can you just give us a few pointers as to what it is you actually did differently on the sixth round then to get pregnant? So there's a process that you go with through somebody that's going through IVF. And the, the first thing is you have to look quite in detail at their life and their journey so far and if there's any sort of medical aspects or any lifestyle things like I mean anybody trying for a baby knows that smoking is a no-go thing in terms of fertility so helping people to stop smoking to reduce stress and anxiety are massive things and those are the things that I tackle first I make sure that people are sleeping well uh, not drinking too much or uh, not stressed so we kind of work on those things first and then it's about looking at any sort of psychological blocks that people might have so a lot of people don't even go for IVF because they're terrified of needles you cannot do IVF if you've got a needle phobia it's just a note like it would terrify somebody past traumas or bad birth experiences or people that have been through loss or miscarriage that are partly terrified about getting pregnant again or going through those things again so I work through all those things with people and then we work through the actual IVF process so um, I can actually help people's bodies to respond better to the drugs um, by hypnosis about using your imagination to make your body respond so by visualizing the drugs in your body and the parts of your body you're in you can actually increase the blood flow to that area you can reduce um you can reduce pain of injections and things like that not that they're particularly painful but i think a lot of pain comes from the brain so if you're worried about injections being painful they're more likely to be painful so it's about helping your body to respond and when you do that then you help eggs develop better you help lining to thicken up you help embryos to stick better and what I do need to make clear is that it's not necessarily about getting pregnant. Although there was one study that was done that showed that when fertility hypnosis was used at the implantation stage, it increased your chances of a successful pregnancy from, I think it was 25% to over 50%. Oh, so it, it, 
more than doubled your chance of getting pregnant to use fertility hypnosis. Do you know what? It's just, this is, you've said this has been going on in America for a long time now, but it literally is, uh, until you and I connected, I think it was on a Facebook group, wasn't it? Like we, I've never heard of fertility hypnotherapy ever. I've been through four or five rounds by that point and I'd really looked into things that would help and I'd still never heard of it. Tell me about your current clients. So your current clients at the moment, because you are working with a lot of women at the minute, are all the women that you're working with going through IVF? So some people are still trying naturally. So you can help people to improve their fertility, particularly with the lifestyle and the stress and things because stress, a lot of the time, stress has a massive impact on your fertility. And the reason for that is if you, if you think about what stress is, it's a fight or flight mode. And it's meant to respond to a specific situation that's happening at the moment. So, I don't know, somebody's jumped out an alleyway at a knife with you. You're supposed to create a stress response. It's quite vital at that point because your body then prepares to either run for your life or to fight. And what it needs to do that is it needs to draw blood from other areas of your body to your heart to get it pumping faster so that you've got more energy. It pumps to adrenaline. You've got adrenaline and cortisol and all these things that are sort of getting you head up to, to run or fight. The problem is, is that we now create stress responses for things that aren't life or death. People feel stress every day. And what that means is that dr- blood is being drawn away from parts of the body and if you are in that fight or flight mode a lot of the time the last thing your body is thinking about is making babies so actually your reproductive area your uterus is one of the last um is one of the first places sorry that it draws blood away from do you know what when you think about it like that it makes sense and i think you and i talked about this on the telephone when we first spoke the the pressures especially women with career women with career the pressures are incredible so even when I was trying for a baby and this is I mean we were trying for Roman for five years before we got pregnant on our second round of IVF but I hadn't even told anybody at work that I was trying for kids I was petrified of getting pregnant because I was afraid that I was going to lose my job I lost my job anyway for being an old bitch but I actually was petrified of getting pregnant so I'm actually telling my body I suppose not to get pregnant the interesting thing is and this is from the psychology side of what I what I do is you don't see the world in reality it's your brain that's interpreting things all the time and your imagination plays a great big part in your everyday life Um, you imagine what's going to happen if you get pregnant you imagine all these scenarios about losing your job or what people think or whatever it is your imagination is in play a lot of the time Now, the problem with that is, is your brain doesn't actually know the difference between reality and imagination. So if you are imagining stressful scenarios all the time, your brain thinks that is real and will create stress. So and that that, that again is going to impact. Okay, so let me ask you this question. I was on the pill for 18 years. So I was taking the pill because I did not want to get pregnant because my career, that career lasted 14 years and I was, I hammered it. I mean, I, you know, and I'm just using myself as an example because I can, I can talk, uh, you know, I can talk about that from the heart and it's something that I lived. Um, But I'm sure there are so many other women that have got careers, which they have hammered and hammered and hammered and done everything that they could do to be successful. But at the same time, still want to be parents and still, you know, still want to be a mother. 
So for me, I was taking the pill, but at the same time, even though I was having, should we say, gentleman dance partners, I um, I didn't want to get pregnant. And so even though I was on the pill, I was still like, God, please don't let me get pregnant. I don't want to get pregnant. I don't want to get pregnant. So I suppose I... Uh, I, I must have done, uh, you know, I'm not going to blame myself, but there must have been psychological damage there done to me, which I did to myself because of the pressures of career. It's more bad habits. I think you've got to see it as bad habits. You build those habits and beliefs and then they're kind of almost just there running in the background and you don't really do much. You don't challenge them. We don't ever really challenge our thoughts and our beliefs and they have a massive impact on your life. Um whether that's from a fertility point of view or an anxiety point of view, your thoughts and beliefs have a massive impact on your life and also on your body. So yeah, if you've built up that belief that getting pregnant is terrifying and that's still running in the background, that is going to have an impact. Of course it is. If you've had a miscarriage and you're trying to get pregnant again, the chances are that that's still running in the background. Like, Oh my God, what if this happens again? That fear will be having an impact. Fertility hypnosis is all about getting the mental, physical and emotional right so that it's all balanced so getting everything in the optimal place for you not only to be at your most fertile and have the best chance of actually getting pregnant but for you also to have the best mindset because it's a tough journey and there's no guarantees there's no guarantees in fertility at all I cannot sort of promise to make somebody pregnant I just I'm not a god I can't do that <laughs> I'd love to why do you think I've got you on my podcast <laughs> Make me pregnant, bitch. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that's just not something that I can promise. I, but I can definitely increase people's chances and I can definitely make people feel um, more positive, more in control. Because I think especially with IVF, I don't know about you, but you just feel like you're being pushed through this process and you have no control whatsoever. Um, so just feeling in control and and just understanding knowing how to support yourself and how to regulate yourself and how to put yourself in the best position mentally and physically and know that you're doing what you can to make your body respond to drugs and whatever the outcome is then you are in the best place for dealing with that so it's about mindset as well as improving your chances of pregnancy and I think that's so powerful because I didn't have anybody to talk to when I was going through IVF like on the first and second round I kept it completely to myself and probably subconsciously there was a bit of shame in there which sounds I mean that's why I wanted to do this podcast is because I want to break down these taboos of infertility and that oh we can't talk about that or or we can't mention that we're pregnant to her because she's trying for kids but you know what fuck off I I am possibly the most ex- I mean look how I just reacted to you telling me that you're pregnant do you know what I mean I'm like over the moon because I understand the power of I do understand the power of I just love really I just send you love I'll get love back I know that sounds dead fucking cheesy my husband's like god you're such a fucking witch at heart but the thing is though it's good vibes it's good energy I mean I'm not one of those people who's going to go oh fucking hell Abby's having a baby I've done one on my bloody podcast it's it's not it's not in my nature but also I think that when when I was going through what I went through, and that was, oh my God, Romans 3 now. So, I mean, it started eight years ago. I started going through, for ter- <laughs> you're going to love this, Abby. I went to a doctor. I went, oh yeah, we're not getting pregnant. And he actually pointed at me and went, oh yeah, well, I don't deal with that area. <laughs> pointed to my crotch. <laughs> I was like, no, mate, I've not come for a wax. <laughs> come for a fucking baby. <laughs> but at the time, I... 
I think that what you do is incredible, honestly. And I think that if I had known that that your sort of service of what you provide was available, I would have 100% booked myself in because I knew that I was having, I was leading a very stressful life. I naturally put myself under pressure because I'm one of these people that likes to be successful. Um, And I I don't do that as well. The ego is involved at some point, you know what I mean? But it's actually, that's what drives me is success. And it's, it's not because, it's not because I'm some sort of fame hungry psycho. I just like the fact that I've done well at something and it's, it's quite weird, but that also comes with pressures, pressure, 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 pressure. And what I remember going through my first round of IVF, wait for this, we moved house on the 2nd of December and I started injecting on the 3rd and I had to do a 31 day injection cycle and I was so stressed out about the whole thing because I'd moved house everything was changing around me um and I couldn't grow the ovaries and all that was just more and more and more and more stress it was just building and building and building and building and um yeah they only got one egg out in the end and it was a very poor quality embryo but of course they they popped it back in but it it didn't last the two weeks now that's what I was going to ask you that two week period between transfer and doing the pregnancy test. Do you work with women in that window? You mean like two weeks that last like 3,495 days? Fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I'm glad that we can laugh about this because some people be like, why are they laughing? It's so serious. I've had to embrace humour throughout the whole of my journey because it's yeah. what's kept me going. And I know that you're the same. I know you're the same. Yeah. So <clears throat> the IVF the IVF bit looks at... Um, so starting your drugs and helping your body to respond. So um, it's normally about, down, it depends on what protocol you're on, but if you're on a long protocol, for example, there's a down regulation. So helping your body to sort of slow down and deregulate kind of brings on a, a menopause sort of state, really. So just helping your body to respond to those drugs. Then you have the stimulation, which is the ovary pumping up. And again, there's another session that's all about helping your ovaries to respond to those drugs. And that's really effective for having good quality eggs um then there's one for implantation so helping your lining to thicken up helping to create a lovely environment for your little embryo to settle into then there's the two-week wait because yeah it's awful (laughs) it's torture um so yeah i do work with clients through that as well i give them techniques to get through that there's the um, relaxation audios to listen to so i record sessions as well so that people have got audios and hypnosis to do away from sessions which i think is really important and also it's about whatever the outcome just making sure that your body's nice and calm so that your embryo has got it, the best chance <laughs> and then whatever the outcome it can be it can be pregnancy support for people so from there i can go on to help people to keep a good healthy pregnancy um or to deal with a failed round whatever the outcome so there's support at every stage and actually i go right through to hypnobirthing really yeah. um if people want that um but certainly through the ivf there's lots of support at every stage so that you feel in control that you've got a plan that you are taking control of something you know what you're doing and you can stay calm and relaxed and stress-free at every stage and I think actually for most people the two-week wait is the worst and most stressful part I found the injections 
uh, were a breeze, actually. I got through all of that. I got through my transfer. Oh, my God. I actually chatted up the anaesthetist in one of my transfer, in one of my harvests. But I'll have to tell you about that another time. It was quite embarrassing. <laughs> I just remember going under and thinking, oh, you're fit. And then... <laughs> Not when you know, wait for this, I'll say this now. Abby, not when you come into in the recovery room and you're going, Oh my god, that anaesthetist is so fit. I want him to come to my house and stroke my dog and your husband sat there. Who's <laughs> <It was> fit? <laughs> just the drugs, it's just the drugs. I was like, I'm just off my tits, I don't know what where's he gone? <laughs> so bad so bad I literally do you know the funny thing is I said I really want him to come back and stroke my Doberman I don't have a Doberman I've got two Jack Russells <laughs> but this is where that mindset is really important whether you use humour or you're just quite pragmatic about it or you know I think a lot of people are very negative about it and almost quite catastrophic about it as well I think people pin a huge amount of hope on the outcome when actually statistically the outcome is not that great I think you know it's normally around the 40% success rate so you've got more chance of not getting pregnant than you than if you actually getting pregnant and when you're going through that cycle and it doesn't work then you just get that heartbreak and that grief and to keep going or to move forward from that just becomes harder and harder and harder for people so I think to have realistic expectations to have goals and things that you can put in place to achieve what you want and to feel prepared regardless of the outcome is a massive thing in this journey. Absolutely, 100%. And that's one thing that I think, because I've always done um, work on my mindset, always, like, especially with the job that I did, I always wanted to be the best version of myself, success. And uh, so I, I actually just had to break down a load of barriers for Sally and just thought, do you know what? I know it sounds crazy, but I was always going to become a mum no matter what I did. No matter where I had to go, no matter what I had to do, I knew I was, in my heart, I knew I was going to be a mum. I knew I was going to be a mum. And I just was, instead of thinking, oh my God, this better work, this better work, I just, I started to change my language. And I used to say, so this will be an interesting part of my journey. And that's how I started to sort of change my language. And like you said, literally managed my expectations of it. And when I went for my second round, um, I got told I had a two, I had a 2% chance anyway with Roman, they kept telling me, but I always used to say, have you ever seen Dumb and Dumber, Lloyd Christmas, he yeah. goes, when Mary Swanson's trying to get it on with Mary, whatever it is, and he's going, she goes, not a, there's not one, one, not a one in a million chance, and he goes, so you're telling me there's a chance, and that's all I used to think, so you have 2% chance, you're telling me there's a chance, so that's exactly how he's, that's how he's think, and I think, do you know what? still a chance isn't there what you just said about language is really important because again you're passing those messages to your brain if you're going to go oh this is horrendous or i won't be able to cope with this your brain thinks those things are real and it's going to respond in an appropriate way which might not be appropriate for what you want so language is a really good way of um, getting your brain on board if you like and therefore getting your body on board right so abby tell me about how you're helping women who aren't going through ivf to give me a little bit more information as to what it is that you're doing as well with hypnosis on women who are going through well who may be trying naturally at the moment so it's the same sort of process <clears throat> excuse me in terms of looking at their lifestyle looking at their health looking to see if they've got any kind of diagnosis that we can help with um reducing stress so we kind of do all the same things that we do with them um, that I do with an IVF client apart from the actual IVF section of it so 
definitely again stress and anxiety are one of the first things that I look into if people are struggling with stress so I ask them about their job I ask them about any situations that are causing stress at the moment we look at caffeine intake we look at weight loss we look at sleep we look at all those sorts of things and if there's anything lifestyle wise that we can work on to help and then we kind of look at those psychological issues as well so um, fears unhelpful beliefs uh, concerns about pregnancy or birth a lot of people actually just fear getting pregnant because they're terrified of giving birth and that can be enough for some people um you know issues in the relationship are they happy in their relationship is their sex life a happy one are they and then there's a bit of education as well you know do they understand their ovulation do they ovulate regularly do they struggle with things like endometriosis or polycystic ovaries so we kind of look at all of those things together and and I make individual individual plans for my clients so that they're quite tailored to what they need and we sort of set goals and say right okay well let's work on this let's get you stopping smoking let's get you losing half a stone by this point and not, we use hypnosis to help to speed those things along bring it all together oh, it's absolutely fascinating because of course i hate to say this but there are certain relationships where the couple will be having a child because they think it's going to make their relationship better which is crazy it's scary. It's scary amount yeah scary amount it's crazy and obviously you know going through ivf my god that's the biggest test on your relationship ever to be honest and you know it was with us and I'm sure that anybody who has already gone through IVF already and yourself you can probably relate to this it's it literally it makes or breaks you I mean even just how crazy the drugs make you I used to just cry I'd be in the kitchen like (laughs) my husband's like what's the matter with you I'm like I don't even know I'm just crying (laughs) fuck off and why the fuck is the toothpaste not back in the cupboard <laughs> that's the other thing that's the other thing that I found with this round of the fertility hypnosis is I did not have any of that <gasps> I didn't have any of those crazy things with the drugs right Abby please say where we can find you because there'll honestly be so many women that are listening to this right now that are like okay first of all do we need to does, do look at me do I need to I'm desperately coming to see you um do does do we need to be face to face to be able to uh to work with you or do you work with people over zoom and how can people connect with you and find you okay so I do both so I do have a clinic in um teen in Staffordshire where I see people face to face, but actually the majority of my clients are online. So I work with people from all over the place actually, and, and do that via zoom. And that is just as successful as seeing people face to face. Um, I've got a website that's called thinkfertility.co.uk. And if you look up think fertility on Facebook or Instagram, you'll find me. My logo has got a little pineapple with sperm on it. <laughs> why, why a pineapple? I love pineapple. <laughs> I really do because the bit the pineapple is the symbol of infertility no way yeah so if you look up ivf um lots of people going through ivf or supporting ivf got these little pineapple pin badges so pineapples are quite a big symbol of infertility and fertility struggles it's an education station quite frankly on this podcast so I am looking out for that pineapple and sperm all day long right now. So yeah, I know I will put Abby's details in the show notes as well. Abby, honestly, I am so grateful for you coming on and speaking on this podcast. I'm so sorry it took us so long to do it. But unfortunately, you'll relate. You've got a three-year-old. Uh, you've got a three-year-old that sleeps. I have a three-year-old that thinks he's going raving to Clubland. I think he wants to go to Creamfields. <laughs> It's been brilliant. Thank you for having me. Oh, no, honestly, I am so, so grateful because the work that you are doing is exactly 
the direction that I believe that women and that's what it's, it's us as women that we've got to drive this we've got to push this because we need to help other women realize that there's nothing to be embarrassed about there's nothing to be afraid of and there's nothing to feel shamed about because there are more and more couples uh not just heterosexual couples like obviously there's women that are, you know gay couples as well that are trying for babies going through IVF and it's I just don't think that there is enough information out there to help women I just don't think there is enough information out there at all at the moment. And I think that it needs to just, people need to, like I say, break down these taboos, start talking about it. And you and I will both know, I, especially when I start, because I'll talk to anybody clearly, but it's only when I start saying, oh, I went through IVF, that's when other people go, oh, I did as well. So unless, unless you say it first, you know, you've got to be, it's a bit like, I think, you know, when you go walking through the village or like your little area where you live and you smile at someone, and you go, oh, good morning. Hello. And they look at you and you go, oh, hello. As if to say, who the fuck's that? I'm the one that says good morning to everybody. So I think, well, I'm always the one who says good morning. So I'm going to be the one who's going to drive this. And I'm going to be the one who says, I've had IVF. And then hopefully it'll open the door for more people to smile back at me and say, oh, I went through it too. Or I'm going through it at the moment. And I think the more and more we talk about it, it's just breaking down these barriers where people can f- just feel so much more comfortable and confident. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think IVF is actually more normal than we realise. There are there's so many couples either struggling or going through IVF. And we just assume that everybody like comes off the pill and gets pregnant in three months. And that's just not the case. It's it's a huge thing. So many people that you probably know are going through it, but people just don't talk about it. And whether that's because they find it a little bit embarrassing or they feel like there's some kind of failure or whether it's because it's a bit self-protective and like you don't want to have to tell people if it hasn't worked and things. I, I don't know. People have probably got different reasons, but we need to normalize it more because it, it is becoming a normal part of how we we make our families i think that's right normalize it and literally make it as though it's an everyday conversation and it doesn't feel as clunky and as awkward as long as the doctors don't point at your fanny going i don't deal with that area (laughs) (laughs) thank you for that sir i don't want your hand up there anyway right abby thank you so much for coming on if you want to get hold of abby think fertility i will leave her details in the show notes but she is on instagram you can find her on facebook as well and i'll also leave the website there too okay thank you so much for listening to this podcast today what an incredible speaker i'm so glad that abby came on um please do reach out to her like i said she is available you can hook up with her on zoom as well you can can people inbox you via instagram are you happy for to be dm'd yeah and facebook as well is fine yeah superb so if you are at the moment struggling then make sure that you reach out to this lady what her work is incredible her success rate is phenomenal and she herself is a shining example of exactly um just how powerful fertility hypnotherapy is because she's 14 weeks pregnant yay superb right have a fantastic week thank you so much for listening make sure that you find me on instagram and facebook with at adventures of a geriatric mum please share this podcast if you yourself aren't going through fertility treatment at the moment but you know somebody who is it's so powerful to share this information because you don't know what people are going through at home at the moment in their own private life and just the words that abby's talked about the stories that we've mentioned our own journeys as well they will relate to so many people and just make people 
feel that they are not alone. So if you can give a gift to a friend today who's going through these troubles, then make sure that you share this podcast, not for me, but for them, because that is exactly the reason why I started this podcast in the first place was to break down these taboos, to stop making people or to stop people from feeling like they're alone. And just to, and like Abby says, just to normalize this whole process, because at the end of the day, you want to be a parent um, and information like this can certainly help you get there. Right. Have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you very soon. Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring and you and I are best friends now.